Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to this week's Man of the Post uh, podcast. I'm your host, Chris, as part of the World Football Index. And with me this week, I've got Ryan. How are you? I'm not bad, thanks. So? Good, thank you very much. You had a good week? Yeah, it's been all right, actually. I mean, work's been a bit meh, but, you know, that's, that's always the way. What was meh? Boring or just awful? Well, uh, so, we're, we're releasing a new version of our software soon. And because I, I've done a slight bit of editing before, they're like, oh, Ryan, you can do all the training videos. I was like, oh, okay. So I've been sitting there for the past four days, moving some text around, going, okay, I need to watch this video back. Oh, I need to put it a second later and just keep repeating it until I'm finished. Yeah, that's it. When your boss gets something in their head about you being an expert in something because they saw you looking at it once, that's it. You're screwed forever. Exactly. And I was like, all I've done is like edit like a couple of podcasts in my life, like nothing <laughs> crazy. And they're just like, oh, you can edit all these videos. I'm like, uh... Okay. <laughs> well, they wrote me into doing Skype at work because uh, they know I do a podcast over Skype, so they think I'm like Yoda or something. Whereas, you know, <laughs> I might well, so, just give you Rossi's details. <laughs> so, what do you have to do? Do you just they just say I need help with Skype, and you they, they instantly come to you? Well, no, they, 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 we're getting it installed bit by bit in our department. So, you know, when people dial somebody up and it's not working, then you know they come to me and find out why it's not working. And I sort of shrug my shoulders and hide <laughs> so what do you want from me <laughs> yeah you can hire me for my skype talent no <laughs> i bought two books this week i bought um the second roy Keane autobiography Ooh. um and i bought the big thick uh game balagay book on Lionel messi both of them cost me a pound the balagay book's about 600 pages long that's good value right there yeah the Keane book was a, a um, car boot sale um it was the second one so i've not read it yet I'm still trying to work my way through the Jonathan Wilson Argentina book. But the Balagay book looks good. So you just go around looking for all these football books on well, the cheap? Yeah, kind of. There's about, in Truro, where I live, there's about uh, nine or ten charity shops, plus there's this one independent bookshop. And once a week, I just toddle around them all in my lunch hour and see if I can find something <laughs> cheap. Honestly, there's loads of things you find. If you sort of have the patience to have a little look around, there's loads. This car boot sale is where I found the Roy Keane book. Not bad, is it? No. I tell you, also, there's loads of um, heavily leaf-through copies of Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, apparently, well, I remember when it, the craze was going on and charity shops were like, we can't take them anymore, we've got too many. <laughs> the pages are all stuck together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, we're going to be talking about some football this week, rather than Fifty Shades of Grey. That's good. Yeah. I'm glad. I didn't prepare for that, otherwise. <laughs> no, I've never even read them. No. No, on the safe ground there. Um... So we're going to talk about the Champions League that's happened this week, and we're going to be previewing the Premier League fixtures that are coming up this weekend, plus some other bits and bobs in between. So, oh, let's start with the good news. Let's start Tuesday night, shall we? Yeah. Uh, Juventus 2, Monaco 1. Goals from Mario Mandzukic and Dani Alves, uh, and a consolation from Kylian Mbappe. Um, 
Monaco's 150th goal of the season. 150th. They scored 98 in the league. That's a that's a, a staggering amount. So is that combining the, the sort of 52? Is that Champions League and the French Cup? It would be, yeah. Because they scored yeah, 19 in the league and 52 and everything else. So yeah, Juventus go through 4-1 on aggregate. Uh, it's the first time in... in um, uh, is it the first goal they've conceded um, in the knockout stage for Juventus? Yeah, I think they were on... I think they had six clean sheets before that game. Or something like that. Yeah, they did. They did. Uh, Marion Mandzukic stabbed home... Uh, the first goal after he had his header saved. Um, rather well saved, actually, by Subasic. And then Danny Alves. Um, Just doing mad things on the edge of a box. Danny Alves. Danny Alves is involved in every single goal. Uh, every single Juventus goal over these two ties. He's not a bad player, is he, to get on a free? No. It makes you wonder what they're doing letting him go. Well, you know, I mean, sort of, the ball just comes out to the edge of the box and he just stonks at home my first thought was it's the goalkeeper's fault because remember sort of Subasic came down punches the ball lands on his face has to get up and dive and misses uh, but David Priest uh, goalkeeping uh, Gandalf of Twitter uh, said he couldn't really blame him he punched the ball high he punched the ball wide to the box it just so happened that Alves was um, Danny Alves was standing there it's, this isn't the first time he's scored something like this before and it almost makes you think why is there not a Monaco player on the edge of the box, yep. ready to pounce on the punch anyway. Because it, I've seen a few goals in the past few weeks where it's like, why is no one on the edge of the box ready to either pick the ball up for the attacking team or ready to pounce on the break for the defensive team? It just doesn't make any sense. They needed a man on the post, didn't they? Oh. Nice little... Oh, if there was a camera, you could wink to it there. Yeah, that's a drop mic moment, that is. Yeah. <laughs> um... Uh, Andrea Barzali oh, sorry, I'm just reading his name I was trying to read my handwriting Andrea Barzali 35 year old Andrea Barzali Andrea Barzali coped very well with 18 uh, year old Kylian Mbappe didn't he so when you think about Isco Ronaldo Benzema charging at you in the final uh, you'd think that'd be the weak spot of their defence that they would target but it was not for passing was he? No it wasn't he was really, really uh, strong in that role actually Yeah the um, was it the first goal that came from a Buffon throw out to the left. Yes, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they can break quickly as well, can't they? So if um, if Real Madrid are up for a corner, then they can be hit very easily on the break. Yeah, especially with... I mean, we've always said that Real Madrid's defence isn't the strongest. No. And, you know, if Juventus can break, and they've got some very, very good attackers. Yeah. So it's not within the realms of possibility to think they will hit them on the counter and probably more likely score. Yeah, you I mean you think that um, it's really, really quite a tightly called, uh, called final. Um, Alexander again, he's a name that they mentioned on the Serie A sit down this week, and is one of those names you don't hear mentioned all that much. But again, he's a very, very good and underrated player for them. My favourite bit, I think, of the game was the cross that came in, the Monaco cross that came into the box. It sort of flew across the six-yard box. Um, and all Falcao had was a little tapping, but Keelini got in there first and sort of flicked it clear for a corner and got up and celebrated as if he scored a goal. <laughs> I love Keelini. Sometimes as a defender, though, you don't really get those many opportunities to celebrate something. No. And it's it's good to do something like that. Oh, it's great to defend. He really stood up, sort of fist pumped, and hugged Buffon, and that's <laughs> oh, bloody great. <laughs> to be honest, if I was Keelini, I'd always want to just hug Buffon. Uh, yeah, really? it'd be what you wanted to do, wouldn't it? 
Yeah. <laughs> Regardless of what's happening, if you, you concede, you can be like a child of crime. Yeah. But if you do some good defensive, we make a good save. Well done. Yeah. Um, they're unbeaten in twelve Champions League games. It's not like they're massive underdogs, is it? No, I think it's good. it's a very even looking final at the moment. Real Madrid. The Real Madrid are a bit of a weird one because they never seem to be too comfortable in get in in sort of collections of of games, and Juventus always do seem more comfortable. But mm. Real Madrid always seem to. I was speaking to someone and they said I can imagine a Ramos winner or something in the 85th minute from a corner. <laughs> someone said yesterday they were tweeting yesterday when um, oh, we'll talk about it in a second. Actually, we we'll get onto that game, but. Um... Uh, six Champions League semi-finals for Juventus is the joint top with who? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Barcelona. All right, they're playing red and black. Is it Man United? No, it's Milan. It's, I was going to say it's Milan. It's my next guess. Yeah, but yeah, they will be playing uh, Real Madrid, who won four-two on aggregate despite losing two-one um, at the Vicente Calder run. Uh, Nice, quiet, gentle opening start, wasn't it? It was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two up inside 16 minutes with um, Niguez's header, wasn't it? They needed a man on yeah. the post as well, didn't they? They did. That's the, that's the thing. Uh, and then, they don't uh, listen. They no, don't they understand. Don't. They don't, you know. Uh, and Anton Griezmann penalty. Right, Anton Griezmann penalty. It was a penalty, wasn't it? Definitely. I, I, I can't imagine anyone saying it's not. I mean... He's tripped him. He won it. Torres has, has aimed to go down and get tripped. But I'm always on the side of the attacker in that situation because the defender has given the deci- the referee a decision to make. Why put your leg out and then say, oh, it's not a penalty because the guy tripped over it? Jim, when you got oh, that second yellow card for you lot against Man United for that dive. Oh, <laughs> that wasn't even a dive. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> um... Yeah, too, I, I always thought I thought that Navas could have done better for that penalty. He sort of yeah, flicked up with he, his he, wrong he, hand, kind of, didn't he? Yeah, he palmed it, but he didn't really. He didn't really push it anyway. He just sort of hit his hand and went in anyway. Yeah, um, yeah. At which point the Calderon was absolutely jumping up and down, wasn't it? Hmm. Um, and then Isco scored. Nice little piece of skill by. Benzema on the byline, sort of twiddling it around those three players. Three men, honestly. Yeah, and then um, Isco there for the uh, for the tapping after Oblak. Rather a magnificent save by Manchester City linked Oblak. Um, but that go- I'm sure that goal could have been avoided if you watch Benzema when he twiddles by the, the byline. Both Godin and Savage sort of stop and put their hands up to kind of appeal. Now, if, oh, it's because it, they were thinking it went off the pitch, right? Yeah, exactly. Now, if they carry on running. Then they got more. They, I'm not saying they definitely could, but it would have been a lot harder for Isco for that tapping. Yeah, absolutely. Always play until the whistle. That's what I say. Exactly. Definitely. Uh, and then it sort of went flat because it was only a few minutes before half time, wasn't it? It went completely flat. And I knew it was sort of busy in the second half a little bit, but they did look pretty comfortable, didn't they, Real Madrid? Yeah, eventually, I think that once they'd sort of killed the momentum. Uh, with the goal, they were sort of happy just to let the game sort of play out and not risk anything. Yeah. A um, little bit feisty at times. Gabby got a bit feisty. This is when they sort of gave decisions and players run up to the referee and remonstrate and everything. Uh, Gabby did that with the referee and got booked himself, didn't he? And then Ramos got booked in the same incident, I think. 
classic Ramos sort of thing there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was... Yeah, Gabby was... If you see his arms, he's just flailing around everywhere. It yeah. was very incensed. Yeah. Oh, did you see Torres and Ronaldo? No. Oh, oh did they, you see they, this? They, they had a bit of a head-to-head sort of thing, didn't they, from what I could see? Well, they kind of did. Um... It was an ins- it was uh, Torres and Navas had clashed, uh, and they're both sort of lying injured a little bit. Torres got up, and then he sort of did the old rutting stag routine where you put your head forward into the other player's face, and he did Classic. it. And Ronaldo laughed, and the more Ronaldo laughed, the more Torres got upset, <laughs> the more he did it. <laughs> oh, poor Fernando. Yeah, or we can see these big white grinning teeth staring back at him, and Torres getting very very angry. <laughs> uh, um, possibly the last. European game at the Vicente Calderon as uh, fans ripped up their seats and took them home um, it's the 15th European Cup or Champions League uh, final for Real Madrid of which they've won how many? oh I don't know that's a tough question why do you ask me these questions it's 11 <laughs> 11 11 <laughs> <laughs> that in later Ross yeah. exactly yeah uh, so yeah, um, and if they score a goal in the um, final Real Madrid, it will be their 500th Champions League goal. Ooh, exactly. Oh, you were talking about Ramos a minute ago. Um, I saw this video the other day, and it's really good if you can find it. It's about two minutes long, and it's at, it's when they played Bayern Munich in the last round. And it's do you remember the goal he scored? But it was disallowed. But do you remember the header he scored in the first leg? Yeah, I think so. From a corner. Basically, the ball goes out for the corner and everyone trots up for the corner to be taken. And the camera just focuses on Ramos. And what he's doing, he's communicating to his teammates in little sort of nods of his head, flicks of his <laughs> sort of flicks of his fingers, sort of gentle points of his fingers, subtle points of his fingers, sort of nods of his head and winks and all this sort of thing, telling all the players where to stand and the best way to give him some space. It's fantastic to see. Really, really, in, really good sort of piece of footage to see. And then he sort of runs along, scores. I mean, OK, he was offside, but... The fact he managed to get uh, managed to get the ball to find the net from it, all these little asides nonsense and subterfuges. It's not, it's not nonsense. It's just really, really good direction and captaincy. Really, really good to see. If you get a chance to look at it or look it up, it's brilliant. Praise for Ramos, honestly. I, I what re- has this become? I really, really like Sergio Ramos. <laughs> I'm not sure of him as a um, as a defender. I think he's you know he's better than most of them are. But I just don't know if he's that sort of higher pressure on class. I think he's a fantastic footballer. A bit like David Luiz. You're not too sure of him defending, but, you know, excellent. He's good, he's good entertainment value. <laughs> entertainment value, but he's a very good technical footballer. And Ramos, mm. I think, is a very, very good footballer. Um, if he wasn't a defender, you could quite easily see him somewhere else on the pitch. Yeah. But, yeah, this was great. Just these little nods, these little asides to his players, these little winks and nudges and all this sort of thing. Really, really good to watch. Um... The final, I did tweet my preview of the final, uh, and basically it was um, the Battle of Helm's Deep in Lord of the Rings, <laughs> where, the, where uh, the orcs are flailing themselves at the wall and trying to invade the castle. Do you remember that scene? Yeah. At the end of the Two Towers, and you've got Aragorn and everyone stood on the wall defending. <laughs> and then Gandalf comes in at the end. Gandalf would be Buffon, wouldn't he? I was going to say, who, who's going to be Gandalf in that scenario? <laughs> well, Gandalf would be Buffon. Glimly the Dwarf, that would be Danny Alves. Yeah, okay. So you've got Legolas, who's Orlando Bloom, and you've got Aragorn. Uh, Viggo Mortensen. That's a tough one. I'm going to have to think about that. That is a good idea, though. Aragorn, I think, would be Chiellini. Or Benucci. 
sort of strong and tough at the back. Probably Chiellini, I'd say. Yeah, I think so too. Legolas, you want someone with a bit of sort of flair, Ponci- I guess. Ponciness. Yeah. Debar, there you go. Debar, yes, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. But yeah, that was the that was the sort of scene I sort of posted from that, which you know, pretty much I can imagine how it's going to be. Yeah. Um, no team has retained the Champions League, of course. Um, and Real Madrid haven't obviously won back to back European Cup since nineteen fifty nine sixty when they went on all that big old run where they won five in a row. Mm. Um, it's a replay of the 1998 Champions League final uh, where Pedro Agniatovic scored the winner. It's when Juventus got to three finals in a row. They won the first one in 96 against Ajax. Uh, second one, they lost to Borussia Dortmund, which featured Paul Lambert. Um, and then they lost the third one to uh, uh, Pedro Agniatovic and Real Madrid. Zidane coming up against his old club as well and teammate and the former Buffon. Yeah, I saw a picture of them too and from back in the day. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. And it's the double. It's the gone. I was just saying, I did see something about the, the stat about the 1998 one where this is the first final since that final where both teams are champions of their league. So it's oh, at, really? Yeah, and it was, the last time it happened was Real Madrid Juventus in 1998. Oh, there you go. There you go. That's a stat. Yeah. It's the BBC versus the BBC. You got. B- Bale. Oh, right, yeah. Benzema. I was, like, I was like, in my head, like, what? Bale, Benzema, <laughs> Cristiano, and then you've yeah. got Barzali, Benucci, Chiellini. <laughs> Who's your winner in that, then? Juventus, uh, the Chiellini one. I just, I really want Juventus to win. I do. I just hope everything that they win it. They're, I really don't want to see Ramadan win again. They're my Italian team of choice when Gazetta Football Italia was on. Yeah. So, you know, it's not like I'm back in a massive underdog or anything, but um, I think most people are wanting them to win. I think it should be really interesting if if they do win. I mean, uh, the, Allegri's future potentially in question, whether he might move to the Premier League with Arsenal, maybe. It depend- It's really interesting to think, what happens if they win the Champions League? Does that mean some players will think, hmm? I've won what I can but I've won the top thing is it time for me to move on or even the manager to move on I I think Wenger is staying do you think I think so if I was Allegri I would probably quit after this though because you know always go out high and always leave wanting more and everything yeah exactly Who, who where would he go though I don't know but you remember, your, remember your man in the Lebanon and all that <laughs> <laughs> he could go to Barca they've not announced their next no. manager have they right um, depends if Conte goes to Inter or not which I don't think he will but that's the rumour that keeps popping up no well Pioli's got a contract till the end of next season hasn't he when which by complete coincidence is when uh, Simeone's contract runs out ah. of course Simeone's played for Inter then. yeah so don't know don't know uh, other bits of news Nelson Vivas I forgot to write this down but did you see him no he got sent off um I think he's the manager of Estudiantes uh, in Argentina and he got a decision given against him or his team and he got uh, he remonstrated rather loudly got <laughs> sent off by the referee and he was so incensed that he ripped his shirt off literally like Hulk he ripped his shirt off the buttons <laughs> on his shirt ripped them off and then stormed off the pitch I'm definitely going to have to watch this <laughs> superb do you follow 8-bit football? no oh you should find them if you do they recreate famous things that week in football using 8-bit technology like the Spectrum <laughs> I'll definitely have to that. Yeah, they're very good. I've given them a like on Facebook. Um, did you see Ottawa Fury goalkeeper? 
I may have done. I've seen a couple of goalkeeper things from he, this week. He did the Shea Given versus uh, Coventry City. Do you remember when he dropped the ball and Dion Dublin stole in and scored? Yes. I, I've seen something else with the goalkeeper then, I think. Well, what have you seen? I've seen a player sort of passes it back to... He, he's running back to goal with an attacker on his shoulder. He taps it back to his goalkeeper. His goalkeeper goes, I'm going to smash this. Runs up to it. Fires his leg at it, but just completely misses it and it rolls in. Oh, superb. I've seen that in real life. It's brilliant. I saw that Sheffield Wednesday versus Leicester City. And this poor Sheffield Wednesday goalkeeper did it in front of all the Leicester fans who baited <laughs> him, as you can imagine. But he did the worst thing possible. He reacted. Oh, you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> and they, they loved it. Now, this goalkeeper, he got the ball, sort of dropped it on the floor to take a sort of goal kick off the ground, um, even though he caught it. And this other player stole in from behind him and scored my first ever game I saw in real life um, was Manchester City versus Nottingham Forest and Andy Dibble I think it was or Tony Coton got the ball in his one hand held it in one hand and Gary Crosby nipped out from behind headed it out his hand ran along and scored oh I've seen that clip yes yeah when really? I was younger, I used to watch all those. There was one that was like a David Seaman's goalkeeping nightmares or something you know all these classic clips videos but they were like DVDs yeah and so the one was there and that was on there it there was also be. Ron Atkinson one which was very weird that was just before <laughs> Ron Atkinson went all crazy and got fired or whatever with, with was he burning him. crosses on sort of church front lawns <laughs> and things maybe there was subliminal messaging I don't know <laughs> <laughs> did you ever watch Big Run Manager no that was quite good that was when he went into um, a football ground or uh, he went into Peterborough, um, who was struggling at the time, and he sort of acted as a consultant to. Uh, or Barry Fry brought him in to act as a consultant to this rookie manager who really, really, really didn't want him there. <laughs> it was brilliant. Um, Gary Neville this week. Have you seen his uh, little clip of him? I've seen the title of it. I've not actually watched the clip yet. He was doing a little Q and A session uh, with some fans, and um, someone said, "What's the best chant you've ever heard about yourself from the opposition?" And he said he was at Fulham. Um, and he got the ball in his right back position and he heard some fans in the corner singing to him you're just a shit Phil Neville <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately then this sort of clip cuts out so you don't get to see what he said to them or anything like that um, right it's the time of year when uh, out of contract players get a bit twitchy isn't it yeah um, now I've made a little team up of this these are these are out of contract players in the Premier League You've got Adrian uh, in goal. You've got a defence of Pablo Zabaleta, Gael Clichy, Bakary Sanya, midfield of Yaya Torre, Santa Corzola, Michael Carrick, uh, Darren Fletcher and Charlie Adam. And up front, you can have Kayla Navas and... Uh, not Kayla Navas. Jesus oh, Navas. <laughs> and Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Well, you can't because he's cropped for another year. But, oh, wow. Not know. a bad little team, is it? It's not, no. Uh, Manchester City have either got some very swift negotiating to do with these players or they've got to get their checkbook out and buy some more. Especially in the fullback area. With lots of uh, fullbacks uh, upset with their roles at other clubs, weirdly. Uh, Kyle Walker is one. Who are the others? Yeah, I think I did see some. Well, there's quite a few around, but I did see. I know Burnley, obviously, gonna. I know Michael Keane's not a fullback, but you never know. You can pick up people like Michael Keane or Gibbs. Is it Gibson at Middlesbrough? Oh yeah, yep. a lot of defenders around that are potentially not very happy or may want to. Move up the ladder. Oh, okay. Uh, Stuart Taylor, man on the post favourite. Stuart Taylor's out of contract. I, I can't see him getting. 
Hey, listen, he's got he's got a few Premier League winners medals, and he's managed to get a twenty year career out of this. <laughs> yeah, but where's he going to go? Uh, let's have a look how old he is. You you feel for a minute. Elevate your music. Okay. Right. Did you know Leon scored two goals against Ajax right now? Have they? Lacazette, Lacazette got two in like a minute. Yeah, he was injured for the first game, wasn't he? Yeah. There you go. That's some like you know live score updates right there. Do, 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 do. Right. He played no games for uh, Southampton. Funny enough. That's good. Weird. <laughs> in the year that he played, he's only thirty-six. He could have another couple of years left of his career. <laughs> Southampton are his hometown club, which is where he is at the minute. Yeah, I um, think if, if, if at this point in the season, if you've not renewed someone's contract, I can't see it getting renewed. Because why would you? Why would you risk it? I guess. Juventus have done very well out of free contracts because Danny Alves was a free contract. Sammy Kadira was a free contract as well. Yeah. Well, obviously Zlatan was a free contract, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He was. I mean, they'd be dead without him. Mm. Uh, so, yes, we'll see who gets some of them where they go next season. Charlie Adam. Is he a bad player? He's not a bad player, is he? Yeah, he is. Is he? Yeah. Oh, He's a horrible human being as well. Horrible human being? Yeah, that's one. In what way? He's just... He's just... He's, just a, he, he's like one of those guys that if you met him in a cut in like a alleyway, he would beat the crap out of you, <laughs> spit on you, and then walk away. <laughs> Do you not agree? Uh, he's got the look of the angriest tiny person, is he? Is that because he's played for Liverpool? Is that why? I quite liked him at Liverpool. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lucas Lieva's out of contract as well, speaking of Liverpool. There you go. As I, is Alex Manninger. <laughs> <laughs> I've just seen, actually, apparently, according to the mirror, uh, Jesus Navas has been offered a new contract after impressing Fraudiola. Really? Mm. Apparently, that's the mirror. They're bastions of journalism. So. Bloody hell. That's odd. Well, Yaya Torre, Yaya Torre, would you offer him a contract if you were Fraudiella? Um, yeah, I think I would, actually. He's probably he's probably a good leader in the, the dressing room, I can imagine. Hey, these are about 200 grand a week at the minute, though, isn't he? Uh, if, that's the thing. It's If a player's willing to understand that their playing time is going to drop a little bit and they're going to get less money as a result. I don't really see a problem with re-signing players. China. But with all these other places that are willing to offer big money to score, well, to play a couple of games and probably just sit at home doing nothing, then why wouldn't you go there? Santi Corzola is an odd one, isn't it? Yeah, I really like Santi Corzola as well. And I think a lot of Arsenal fans like him as well. Mm. Uh, he's, I think he's just been very unlucky, and it's very difficult to keep a player that's that's injured. And probably, I, I, I don't know, probably fifty, sixty percent of the time, it's mm. rare that you see him playing a good string of games. So it's difficult to pay someone a certain amount of money to sort of sit on the sidelines. I suppose. So. Um, weekend games across uh, Europe land in league and uh, Monaco are at home to Lille and can wrap the title up if they beat them and PSG lose away at San Etienne which is no easy game to play no it's not uh, Monaco on 35 games have got 86 points PSG in 36 games played game extra got 83 points um, yeah it's not an easy place to play is it San Etienne no it's going to be an interesting one yeah um 
Serie A, Juventus uh, need a draw for the title. Their know they sixth got. title in a row. Well, they got the small throw of away at uh, Roma in Francesco Totti's last game. Oh, no, I think he's not. No, it's not, not actually. Well, apparently it's unconfirmed. I saw a title earlier. Again, I haven't read this story, but apparently... Because it was Roma that was announced his retirement, right? Mm. But I don't think he's actually said that he wants to retire or he's going to retire. So it might be his last game, one of his last games for Roma. No, I thought it was his last home game. Ah, uh, it might be his last home game for Roma then. And then I don't think, well, the rumour has it that he's not actually going to hang up his boots after all. Oh, really? Mm, he might go somewhere else for a year. Ooh. Maybe America. That would suit him, I think. You think? Yeah, he's, you know, a bit of sun. Stroll along the middle of the pitch for a, you know, That's not a couple a of hours. Live, is it? No. It's not, is it? Uh, yeah, they could um, they could wrap that title up. Then Roma could, if uh, Juventus could, if they beat Roma. But Napoli breathing hard down their necks, uh, only a point behind Roma in third place on seventy-seven points. Um, they're away at Torino. Torino, who very, very nearly ended Juventus's perfect home record at the at the at the J Stadium. Did you see that last week? No, I didn't actually. They were ten men. So they had a player less that a man sent off, uh, rather needlessly sent, or um, shouldn't have been sent off. It was a clean tackle, and he got a second yellow for it. Uh, and um, uh, and they were def- winning 1-0, defending to the very, very last minute. And poor Joe Hart was beaten. Poor Joe Hart. Yeah. It's not a mm. sentence you hear often, is it? No, it's not, is it? <laughs> don't like Joe Hart. Still don't like Joe Hart. Never will. <laughs> Uh, and in La Liga, um, Barcelona are top on 84 points on goal difference ahead of Real Madrid, but Real Madrid have played a game less. Uh, now, Barcelona are away at Las Palmas, Real Madrid are home to Sevilla. Both pedestrian I, games? Yeah, I think so at this point. So, I mean, obviously, Real Madrid have got the the problem of still playing Champions League football, whereas Barcelona obviously should be a bit clearer in their schedule to sort of <laughs> focus on the league. Two and a half weeks, isn't it, till the Champions League final? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Seville have done okay, haven't they, this season? But I don't think they've done brilliant in the league, have they? No, I don't think... I, mean, I still think... Ram, I still think Real Madrid's B team, really, when, they, when they're resting players, is just as good, or some people even say even better than their, oh, yeah. their full-strength team. Definitely. So it doesn't really matter if they rotate the squad or not. No, that's fair enough. Uh, the Malaysian FA are worried. Do you know why? No. June the 8th, they're going to play an Asian Cup qualifier in Pyongyang in North Korea. Uh, and they're, <laughs> they're worried that their players could be poisoned if they play there. Because you remember, do you remember Kim Jong-un? Yeah. He was a little rotter to his brother, wasn't he? He was. And where was he a little rotter to his brother? Malaysia? He was. It was an, it was oh. an airport in Kuala Lumpur. Oh. So, yeah, they're worried about revenge quite literally being a dish best served cold. <laughs> Uh, and staying in Asia, Gamba Osaka have been fined £13,000 after their fans unveiled a uh, Nazi SS-style flag against their Excellent. rivals, Carrezo Osaka. Excellent. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Okay, not the best of ideas, maybe. No, probably not. No. Uh, playoffs this weekend, it's the National League final, Tramir versus Forest Green. Well, that's a big match. It is. High. It is. Do you know what? It's hard because I don't like seeing teams get relegated at the football leagues. So you kind of will for them to come back up. But Forest Green, it's always quite nice to see someone new come up. 
and they're a good little outfit. They've got a nice little stadium. They've got Mark Cooper as their manager, who used to be the manager of Swindon, and they binned him off quite early, I think, because he, he did all right with them. Um, and, um, yeah, it's just be quite nice to have somebody new. Yeah. Who are you rooting for? Well, since since you made a good argument, Forest Green. Go on then, we'll cheer Forest Green. Yeah. Okay, uh, Championship playoffs, Fulham finished fifth versus Reading have finished third, uh, and Huddersfield in sixth, um, finished sixth, will play Sheffield Wednesday, who finished fourth. Uh, Fulham are the team with momentum going into that game. Apparently, if the season started in November, Fulham would have finished the season top. But it didn't start in August, so they finished. Well, I was going to say, it's, 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 it's one of those, it's one of those, it's the Tottenham thing that's come out over the past sort of week. It's, if you combine the past two seasons, yeah. Tottenham would have won the league by like 10 points. I'm like, well, you can't do that. Cause <laughs> it's, it's, there's just about doing it in the one season, not the two. <laughs> Joe Root maths. Yeah. Yeah, you take away Joe Root's centuries, his average is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you see Neil Warnock last week? No, I've seen this. Uh, Cardiff had played Huddersfield um, in the final game of the season, and David Wagner was giving his press conference. The Huddersfield manager was giving his press conference, and well, Warnock was waiting to go, so he kept knocking on the door, "Let me in! I want to do my bit because I need to get going." It's back to Cardiff, so Wagner sort of okay, jollyly let him aside. And of course, who does Neil Warnock support? Huddersfield? No. No, so I, I don't know. Sheffield United. Oh, he's a big blade. He's a big Sheffield United fan, yeah. so he made a very big point of uh, in the press conference as he was sort of t- swapping chairs with David Wagner to wish David Wagner all the best of luck uh, <laughs> next week. Um, so yeah, I, I quite like. Do you know what? I'm torn between this. I like Carlos Caraval. I like Sheffield Wednesday. Laura, who's been on the podcast before, is a Wednesday fan. Nice to see them go up. Reading got Yapstam. Be quite cool to see them go up. Huddersfield. Yeah, I do like his ultra gag impressing mental way they play <laughs> plus I'm not a big fan of um, I can't even think of his name Leeds manager Gary uh, Monk Gary Monk yeah and of course he had that little tete-a-tete with Gary Monk didn't he David Wagner yeah so Huddersfield going to be quite cool so I'm quite torn in this yeah I don't I don't really want to see Fulham go back up no I'm not that bothered about Fulham because I think I don't want teams that have been in the Premier League recently to go back up because you clearly can't stay there and they've had a go so yeah, you had to go. Wait for someone like let someone else go first. So I think Huddersfield would be quite good. Yeah, it's okay. very different. Um, League Two players this weekend: Brighton, uh, sorry, Blackpool uh, versus Luton, and Carlisle versus Exeter. That's a hell of a bloody two-leg round trip, isn't it? Carlisle mm. to Exeter. <laughs> Exeter had a terrible start as well. I mean, they were in the bottom two for quite some time. Shows you can always turn it around. Yeah, definitely. Be interesting as well, Blackpool, because many of their fans are boycotting games. For the obvious as reasons, as you do, as you do, yeah. yeah, for the obvious reasons. So, be interesting to see how many actually turn up, particularly if they do get to Wembley. Mm. Um, Carlisle, you could fancy out all those. Carlisle, I think, were a bit unlucky towards the end of the season. Keith Kell's their manager, isn't he? Yeah, I don't really know on this one. To be honest, it's a tough one. It's League Two, uh, isn't it? Yeah, it's down in the you know the lower market bits. Are you aware there's uh, four leagues in um, English football? Bleeding it. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, I'm, uh, I can't. I can't pick one of the four. I, don't, I wouldn't know who deserves it or who doesn't deserve it. Fair enough. I tell you, what, just give us your favourite Luton player instead. Favourite Luton player? Yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
Damn it. <laughs> Woman I worked with used to go out with a Luton player called Julian Watts many, many years ago. Is that like a bit of a sort of, you know, connection <laughs> game there? Yeah. A bit of a humble brag. Like, I knew someone that used to date someone. So. Yeah. And someone in my daughter's <laughs> class is on the Youth Academy at Exeter. There you go. There's, there's sort of there tenuous, that's tenuous links. <laughs> <laughs> right. Shall I bring you back to the surface of the Premier League? Please. Yeah. I'm drowning here. <laughs> Fair enough. Right. We'll come up with your fish in your mouth thing because you're a Chelsea <laughs> fan about to win the league, aren't you? Oh, it's a good time to be a Chelsea fan. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Uh, is it if you win this weekend, you watch yeah, if we Yeah, if we beat West Brom. After yeah. you were horrible rotters and relegated Middlesbrough. They, I mean, they didn't They didn't really play well. I mean, they didn't really do... They did deserve to go down, actually. I mean, the way they played... I, I was watching, I think it was an American stream. Uh, it was Graham Lasso and I think it might have been Lee Dixon as the commentators. Right. And every time that a crossfield ball went in, and sort of Marcus Alonso was caught at the back post. Um, I think it was Graham Lasso was literally counting how many crossfield balls Middlesbrough let past them mm. to like the back post or something. And it got to about seven or eight when Chelsea scored the first. Yeah. And they were just like, Middlesbrough just, they're just not defending. Like Chelsea having a field day, Fabregas can just pick passes up because they're just, they're just not knowing how to defend. And this is supposed to be the game that's supposed to try and keep them up. Yeah, I'm very disappointed in Middlesbrough because they spent so long trying to get back up, didn't they? And they sort of invested quite well, really, with the players they got. You You would have expected that the players they got, like Valdez, Nicredo, people that have got good experience mm. to sort of do something with it, but they, they really didn't. No. So this is going to be a pedestrian win for you, is it? Hopefully. Tony Pulis is a stickler for that sort of thing, though. So it'll be a bit of a... I think it'll be a bit of a tight game because it is at the Hawthorns. Yeah. So they'll make difficult work of it, but I think we'll be so up for it that we'll we'll be able to just sort of once once you get the first goal, it's sort of said and done at that point. That's right. When you beat Wigan eight nil that time to win the league, it took a while for the first goal to come, didn't it? And as soon as you get the first, it's usually sort of you get the next seven. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, Spurs versus Manchester United is on Sunday, and Chelsea could be champions by the time Spurs kick off. So that could have a big effect on what kind of performance we get from Spurs. Because do you remember? last season um, on the last game of the season when they played Newcastle and they got absolutely thumped and didn't Newcastle have 10 men as well yeah yeah but I they went down 10 men and then Tottenham still conceded three goals on top of that yeah so Manchester United in the hunt for fourth place how are they getting on at the minute they were winning 1-0 weren't they yeah I think I did see that Celtic go almost scored yeah but I mean stupid Man United uh, they are still, they're still 1-0 out. Still 1-0. Um, yeah. So, they're getting to their European Cup final. Um, they are four points off of fourth place. So, it's not in their hands anymore, is it? So, will they be that arsed if they get through to the final? Or will they be sort of saving their powder for the Europa League final? Saving their powder for the Europa League final. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Um, Spurs won this game 3-0 last season. Uh it's their first in their last 15 games at home to Manchester United yeah I'll I, I tell you what I, Spurs it, it all depends on Friday's result it really does. I think Tottenham especially with their, the result last week they're I think they're in a very fragile place right now if Chelsea go ahead and win it I think they're going to revert to what they did at the end of last season 
Oh, good. We're going to have a big fight on the pitch. Brilliant. Yeah, we're going to have a good... We're gonna, all the Man United players are going to get a good kick in. Eric Dyer's going to lose his brain and just absolutely kick someone for no reason. And it'll be all good, a good party. Oh, I look forward to this. It yeah. is, though. It is the last game at White Hart Lane. They haven't made a big deal out of it, actually, have they? I mean... Oh, it's not like bloody... It's not West Ham West like Ham. last year, is it? <laughs> I've not seen... Oh, this is the last time we'll ever play this team. No, it's not like their farewell tour. God, well, that was yeah. against Manchester United as well, wasn't it? Do you remember? Yeah, when they all went a bit bonkers at the um, coach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I've got a tenuous link. So, uh, my friend you threw was working... No. <laughs> my friend worked with one of the people that got arrested. Oh, really? Yeah, he, he texted me and goes, guess what happened? I was like, what? He's like, you know, BBC just released the names of the people. Uh, yeah, one of the pictures is from one of the blokes at work and someone printed it down and put it on his locker. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know that he was going to get arrested, so he had to go down to the police station. <laughs> Superb. When I, um, when I worked in recruitment, I once gave an interview to the man who made history because he was the first person in the Premier League era to be arrested for streaking on a football pitch. <laughs> <laughs> Is that was that on the CV? Was it? Yeah, what? Well, there was oh a little. Se- there was a little. No, it wasn't his CV. It was a little section. And the former says, "Have you got any criminal convictions?" And he wrote yes. And I said, "What for?" And he goes, "Oh, fuck you know." And he, had to- <laughs> <laughs> he told me, and I laughed. He said, Everyone laughs. <laughs> oh, of course, going to laugh. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah. That, Harry Kane's never scored against Manchester United, so he'll be wanting to do that. They'll be wanting to leave on some kind of high, won't they? They want to say goodbye to White Hart Lane as some kind of good thing. Yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting game. United obviously want to bounce back from the Arsenal result. Mm. And I think Mourinho needs to prove that they can mm-hmm. get a good win against against the big teams. So it'll be a really tight game, actually, I think. Tottenham, I'd like to think Tottenham would beat them just based on the season they've had overall. Yeah, But again, we're getting to that point in the season where maybe their heads will drop. Okay, fair enough. Um, no, we're going to do the end of the table now. Down at the bottom, Crystal Down. Palace versus Hull. Right, Crystal Palace versus Hull. Palace on 38 points in 16th place. Hull are on 34. Hull win this. Palace have dropped back back in the mire, aren't they? And they've got some problems at the back. Now, Scott Dan and Mamadou Sacco are both out. Andros Townsend's a bit of a doubt. Uh, and also, James Tompkins is a doubt. And Yaron Kabaya are a doubt. Yeah, I mean, I'm really, I'm really upset with Hull. Because obviously they had such a big chance to grab points mm. last week, and they let that horrible football club Sunderland get a win. Yeah, and it just—I think they've blown their chance now. Do you? I think yeah. I think I'd like to see Palace go down. Oh yeah, but definitely. Be a I don't know. I, yeah, I, I don't know whether how they're going to be able to turn it around now. Oh really? Palace's, in, Palace's injury concerns do make it a big question mark though well Lazar Markovic is out well that's it then (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 3-3 when these two teams played at Hull in December Um, last week obviously Hull had that loss Palace got thumped 5-0 there by Manchester City and before that they lost 2-0 at home to Burnley didn't they who hadn't won away all season so the wheels are starting to come off a little bit now Hull's last game is at home to Spurs Uh, so they've got this game this week and then they're away to away to Spurs who as we've just been saying might not be all that bothered no no home to Spurs sorry might not be all that bothered at all Palace have got this game and then they finish away at Old Trafford oh yes when you think about it that way they've got a chance they've definitely got to beat Palace you know 
guaranteed, but... So, if, if, does that mean if Hull lose, are they down then, or...? If Hull lose... How, how does that affect Swansea? Well, they could go down this weekend, because they're a point behind Swansea. They, lo- they lose, and Swansea win. Swansea are four points ahead, one game to play, so Hull right, could yeah. go down this weekend. I knew it was Swansea, guys. It's sort of segue into the next game. It is a nice little segue, actually. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I'll try. But now we've mentioned it. Ah, oh, damn it. We've lost the segueiness. No, I, I don't try then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sunderland versus Swansea. Um, Sunderland are at a very big, or could have a very big scene who joins them, couldn't they? They had the mm. whole game last week, and if they beat Swansea this week and Hull win, um, then Swansea are back in the bottom three and back in the mire, aren't they? They haven't went at home to Swansea since 2012, though. Yeah, who who would you prefer to go down out of Hull and Swansea if you, if you had to? It's really hard because I quite like both teams. Yeah, I'd I'm in the exact same mindset. I'm going to think probably Hull. I'd like to stay up because I quite like Marco Silva to do well. Hmm. So I'd prefer Swansea. Oh really? I really like Paul Clement. I think he's he's done good things for them this season. I think if he has a proper uh, pre-season to work with the, the team. He could turn them into a bit of a sort of a unit in the Premier League, yeah. especially if they keep Sigurdsson. Well, not yeah, Sigurdsson nine goals. Now Fernando, Fernando Llorente has got thirteen goals. If he'd been playing for Liverpool and Manchester City, for example, or even Arsenal, do you think he would have been on that twenty goals? Well, possibly that, but you think those two, he would have benefited those clubs in particular. Yeah, especially Arsenal. I think that have needed potentially just a. A standard goal scorer in those positions to get the goals. Well, they've got Giroud, haven't they? Yeah. <laughs> that was a very unconvincing year. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Giroud. No? Well, they've got seven points nah. in the last three games, Swansea have, so they're on a roll, aren't they? Yeah, I think they'll. It's a tough one. I'd, I'd like to see them win. Who have they got against? Oh, Sunderland. Yeah. Against Sunderland, yeah. Away at Sunderland. I'd like to think they'd win, but, but Sunderland are just annoying where now they'll suddenly <laughs> win all their last games or something stupid like that. Swansea finish at home to West Brom next weekend. Oh, I'm really intrigued to see where it's going to go. Yeah. The whole result's obviously going to be massive, but. Because if Hull if win and Swansea win, mm. Palace are in a, quite a bit of trouble. Well, they are, definitely. I mean, the other thing with West Brom as well, next weekend, they're eighth, and they've been eighth for absolutely ages. (laughs) Um, But they're only two points ahead of Leicester and three ahead of Southampton, Bournemouth and West Ham. It would be... I don't think Tony Pulis would want them to, having been eighth for so long, to all of a sudden end up finishing 12th or something. No, and I think the West Brom fans would be quite incredulous as well because of how well they did play early on in the season to get to where they are now. Yeah. To let it go so late would just be... Horrendous. Yeah, they'd be pretty peeved, wouldn't they? Mm. Okay. Uh, right, for the top four then. Uh, Stoke versus Arsenal in the uh, Aaron Ramsey's leg derby. <laughs> um, <laughs> top four, back in Arsenal's hands, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Uh, now, are they going to have buttery hands or are they going to have solid... It's Arsenal and it's course it'll be buttery <laughs> hands. I mean, it's, it's a given. <laughs> I suppose so. Um, that game actually where the um, Aaron Ramsey had his leg broken that's the only mm-hmm. time Arsenal have won at uh, the Britannia Stadium oh really? yeah I think Stoke are a bit of a bogey team for some clubs really they just seem to turn up half the time they 
and don't turn up, or they do turn up. Stoke rarely sort of get draws. It's either they get smashed, yep. or they win comfortably against. Yeah. So I, mean, I think mm. they got a win record. Arsenal have um, against Stoke at uh, at their ground at um, at Stoke's ground of twelve point five percent, which is their second worst in the Premier League. The worst is Old Trafford, where it's just twelve percent. Okay. Yeah. And Mark Hughes is unbeaten in eight games versus Wenger, though that's across five clubs. And Peter Crouch has got eight goals versus Arsenal in his career. They Arsenal did have that. They did have that win, didn't they? In yes. the, the weekend, at Southampton. That's Sanchez yeah. goal. That was a really good goal, wasn't yeah, it? Wasn't he sort it? of turned turned past a couple of defenders and sort of smashed into the bottom corner. Someone said very appropriate on Dennis Bergkamp's birthday. I won't go that far. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't the Bergkamp goal, was it? That's, you know. No, it wasn't really, was it? Uh, go on. What are you going for in this one? Arsenal. Mm, I'm going to say Stoke. Actually, I'm, I'm going to go with my gut. This is the Arsenal Wenger falling over the train station derby as well, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Arsenal finish at home to Sunderland, away at Everton, and home to Chelsea. Sunderland could actually derail everybody's season here, couldn't they? God damn it, Sunderland. <laughs> uh, yeah, home to Sunderland, away to Everton, home to Chelsea. So, Home to Chelsea? Home to Chelsea, last game of the season. Oh, Swansea, sorry. Uh, that was Sunderland. I thought you were talking about Arsenal. I was like, what? Yes, we're no. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Everton away and Chelsea at home are going to be two very difficult fixtures. Yeah. Well, just Sunderland probably could be the way, we, the way we've been talking about them tonight. Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, are they going to make it in the top four? Mm, I don't think so. I'd, I'd like to see them not finish in the top four. I just want to see what the madness on Arsenal fan TV would be. <laughs> Fair enough. Or just I... the mad- madness in general. Uh, the, I think, what would be more I don't mad- think anyone really deserves to be in Okay, Arsenal finish fourth and win the FA Cup. Tottenham finish second. Who's had the better season? Arsenal. Yeah. Yeah, you're still in the Champions League and you've won a trophy. Okay. Um, well, currently occupying fourth, final place in the Champions League, the fourth place is Manchester City, who are playing Leicester City in the Paul Dickoff derby, um, <laughs> Nicky Summerby derby as well, um, and the Stuart Taylor derby. Oh, Stuart, the, the favourite. Yeah. Stuart Taylor had a loan spell at Leicester when he was at Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> he was really good. I remember watching him. Um, a few problems in defence as uh, Wes Morgan and uh, Robert Huth are probably out. Danny Drinkwater is out. Um, do you remember this game earlier on in the season when Leicester were doing really, really badly under Ranieri and then they won 4-2? They absolutely thumped City. Do you remember? Yeah. And they won 3-1 last season. Do you remember that one? When they were in 3-0 and Vardy got a load of abuse and stuck his little... Stuck a, a three and a zero up in his fingers. <laughs> <laughs> that was quite good fun. Um, can we see Manchester City winning or can we see Leicester winning? Probably Manchester City winning. Do you think? We, well, yeah. we dismissed them quite easily, but this is Craig Shakespeare's uh, Leicester City, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, actually. But, I mean, Man City need, need to win, don't they? I think now. They've got the quality to, to be able to outstay Leicester, I reckon. And Gabby Jesus is back. I was going to say, Gabby Jesus needs to play, so... Yeah. Uh, Sergio Aguero's got um, two more goals to get to be the fifth player to score uh, 20-plus goals in three seasons. Can you name the other four? <laughs> is one of them a midfielder? Uh, no. Oh. I'll give you another, I'll give you two more clues. 
One uh-huh. of them, they're not. One of them isn't a defender, and one of them isn't a goalkeeper. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, the goalkeeper thing really, you know, helped me. <laughs> they're clear all, out our names. Yeah, yeah. They're all, all strikers. strikers. So twenty goals in six three, seasons. Three seasons. Uh, three seasons in the Premier League. Oh, I don't know. Van Persie. Yep. I don't know. One of them is still playing. In the Premier League? Yep. Defoe? No. Oh. I don't know. Spoil it for me. Harry Kane. Oh, right. God, the other two are so blindingly obvious. Oh, to you, looking at the the list, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, all the listeners are just sort of screaming into their phones as they're listening to this. Jesse is shouting on the subway. Well, Jesse, you can tweet me. <laughs> Tell me how much stupid I am. God's sakes, man. Alan Shearer. I nearly said Harry Shearer. Uh, <laughs> that's somebody else. And Thierry Henry. Okay. Yeah. Alan Shearer did it for five seasons. Thierry Henry did it for four. Well, there you go. Yeah. And I think Sergio yeah. Aguero has only got about a dozen goals to go to be Manchester City's all-time leading scorer. And I wonder if that'll make any decision whether he stays over the summer or not. I think if he's, if he's not got many goals left, would it make sense to stay for another season? I'd have thought so. No, he said in the past that he's, he's going to see his contract out and then move back home or something. Or like Tevez did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd quite like him to stay. I do really like him. I don't understand the fact that he doesn't get played as much. I don't know if it's a personal thing or, or what, but I mean, to be talking about this particular statistic shows he's still got it. Yeah, he had a really good season, all things considered, because he's had those moments where he's been dropped or he's been injured, but he, he still had a very, very productive season. Yeah, scored a couple of goals away at Southampton as well, mm-hmm. didn't he, recently. Uh, Man City finished at home to West Brom and away to Watford. They're pretty easy, aren't they? Yeah, I think at that point, again, West Brom are sort of on the we're, we're safe train. Yeah. Um, and what Watford doing, I think they're in the same boat, aren't they, really? Oh, they're sort of doddling about in the middle, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, just... Chilling where they are. Okay. Uh, right, the final game in the race top four is the Paul Ince derby. West Ham versus Liverpool. Um, West Ham won 2-0 at home to Liverpool last season. Uh, no draw in the last 11 fixtures where they've met. Liverpool won 7, West Ham won 4. I told you last weekend. that. <laughs> what did I tell you last week? Your pessimism clearly was. Yeah. I bloody knew it. I knew it. Um, if Liverpool win, it'll be the 52nd Premier League stadium they've won it. That'll be a record. 52nd? Yeah. Jeez. I mean, it just means there's a lot, been a lot of teams in the Premier League. Well, yeah, but still, though. That, that does seem like an outrageously high number. Yeah, I mean, you imagine you've, got, you've had teams like Dar- uh, Derby, Swindon, Oldham, no, yeah, Barnsley, true. you know, teams like that. Um, Manchester United and Arsenal are next with 50. Um, Liverpool are unbeaten in... London this season as well and they've never gone a full season and beaten in London so is this where you're going to fall over then and lose yeah yeah Yeah, definitely Uh, 2-2 at Anfield as well earlier on this season it will be a tough game well West Ham are sort of Billich needs something to sort of keep him in the job Mm -hmm. and Liverpool like doing losing against teams they really shouldn't be losing against yes it's quite poetic yeah if you look at it in one way (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you could be doing Billich a favour that's nice yeah how wonderful is that 
Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, the next three, I'll just call them meh games because I can't really think of anything that's riding on them. Uh, Everton, Watford, Burnley, 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 Bournemouth, Burnley, and Middlesbrough, Southampton. <laughs> I say Burnley, Burnley. Burnley, Burnley. Uh, Bournemouth, Burnley, and Middlesbrough versus Southampton. Um, Everton, Watford, quite interesting because there's Bartley contract that's emerged today. Oh, what's his contract? I haven't seen the contract. Uh, they've offered him a contract, and Ronald Koeman has said, you've got till next weekend to think about this, Sunshine. If not, we're going to sell you. That's quite good. Surely, surely he's going to sit there and go, all right then, see you later. Well, he might do. You know, I imagine he'd want to go to... Well, I see the name's touted around quite a lot. Man City, maybe? Man City, fill their English player quotient. Yeah. Um, it cost them a lot of money, though. Oh, yeah. I can't think of anywhere else he's been linked with. I think Chelsea were originally sort of potentially linked for with, you with him. You don't need him, do you? No, I don't. I don't really want him. Is he a Guardiola type player? I don't really. Um, I don't. I'm trying to think where he'd really fit in that team. Yeah, I am as well. He could well be a Fabian Delph, couldn't he? Yeah, he could sort of add a nice little warm seat on the bench for him every week. Yeah. So now, I mean. It makes sense for him to stay at Everton, but Everton have been a bit stagnant. So I think that that's one of the reasons Lukaku potentially wants to move on. I was going to say Lukaku might be watching this with interest. He's sort of thinking, you know, well, if Bartley goes, then... I suppose, do you think they'll let both go? So if Bartley goes, does that mean Lukaku would sort of be forced to stay? Oh, I don't know. So I can't imagine you'd sell both. I mean, apparently if Bartley goes, um, Ronald Koeman's got the authority to buy Klassen from Ajax. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't just buy him to begin with anyway. <laughs> in, but yeah. yeah, so apparently if Bartley goes, they've got ready-made replacements ready to go. Oh, okay. Uh, if Everton win this, it'll be their bus home points return of the season, be 43 points. Okay. And they did beat Watford 3-2 earlier on in the season. I'm going to go with Everton. Yeah, Everton. Uh, Bournemouth, Burnley. Uh, they did get that yeah. away win, Burnley, at Crystal Palace a couple of weeks ago. Um, but Ben Mee and Michael Keane are both out, so I'm going to go for a draw in this one, I think. Yeah, I think it'll be a bore draw. Bore draw? Yeah. I think you might be right. This is two. This has got very much end of season written all over it, isn't it? This is the point of the season where I get I get really frustrated because there are games you just look at them and go, no one cares. No, they probably don't want to really play. They just say, can't we just take a point each and just sit down? Yeah. Watch the rest of the football instead. Yeah, exactly. And that's one is uh, Middlesbrough versus Southampton. Charlie Austin could be back for this. Ooh. That'd be good. Yeah, that'd be all right, wouldn't it? I, was quite, I know he played for QPR for a bit for us, but um, um, he's been a very good player. I do like Charlie Austin. I do. He needs a nice run of form next season. Maybe he can get in that World Cup squad. Yeah. Could be very good. Um, I'm going to go for a draw in this one. No, I'm going to go for Southampton in this one. Yes, Southampton as well. I think so too. Uh, right, well, that brings our Premier League preview to an end. Um, AOB? Uh, don't think so. My article, Chris, that I wrote for the new oh, I didn't know. The I new didn't know whether you wanted to do the, the plug in after the AOB. Because, you know, I'm just. Okay, well, all right, AOB, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll put a neat wait. little strike through AOB, we've got okay. no AOB. Ryan, right. is there anything you want to plug or anything? Yeah. Oh, excellent, do tell me. Plug. Right, <laughs> on the new, you know, updated, mega amazing looking Man on the Post website. Where, where would I find that website? Manonthepost.com. Wow. On any working browser. 
Um, Does that include your IT department? (laughs) No, it doesn't actually. (laughs) Uh, I've put the newest episode of my Picking Up From Pep Football Manager story. Mm -hmm. Uh, So give that a read. Let us know what you think of it. Um, And then I think the other one, the next one should be out uh, the middle of next week or maybe even this weekend. All right, so get that check out on manofthepost.com. Yeah. we are part of the World Football Index, and as you know, if you listen to the World Football Index podcast, we do a multitude of podcasts from all around the world. South America, where they talk about the Copa Libertadores. Uh, North America, they talk about the Liga MX and the MLS. Uh, Spain, La Liga, Serie A, Sit Down Boys do the Italian podcasts. And you have Russia, we have um, Germany, and we also do other podcasts and tactics. Uh, politics around the globe, there's a very interesting one uh, called The Globe. We had Raphael Geller talking about football in Palestine and Israel. They've done one this week about fan culture as well. So have a listen to that. Um, we are launching a Patreon service at the World Football Index, um, worldfootballindex.com or at World Football Line Twitter, um, where you can pay £2 a month and you help keep us going. £5 a month, you get access to a private Facebook group. You can World Football Index Insider. Uh, we can chat with experts for free, right? Yeah. Um and you uh, be able to go on public platforms and all sorts of things, and you get a little Twitter follow. Um, ten pounds a month. Uh, it's not like Man of the Post. You have to wait two years for a Twitter follow if you've been on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> ten pounds a month will get you all that. Plus, you get to get your questions to be answered on your favourite World Football Index podcast, or request articles or topics from our writing team. You get access to the manager press conference audio as well. Uh, we've got homework to do on this, haven't we? Mm. Uh, and fifteen pounds a month gets you all that. Plus, um, copy your favourite book from the World Football Index book list. Uh, links to that are on the Man of the Post website. You get books, general football books about uh, social history or history in football, or um, you get also books on you get biographies or autobiographies as well, and some football tactics and football coaching books as well. Really, 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 really underlined, really several times. Interesting books on there. I've got some myself, and I can very much recommend them. Uh, Ryan, if they want to follow you on Twitter, how do they do that? They can follow me at the Ryan Goodman. At the Ryan Goodman, right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Man of the Post is at Man of the Post. That's the Instagram account we've been posting from the Instagram account. I've been week. noticing that actually. I've you been, see that? I've been liking on the pictures. Yeah, yeah a whole one post. Uh, a bit of posting from the Man of the Post Twitter account as well this week. Um, so get following that. If you like what you hear, you can rate reviews on iTunes. Leave a five star review. All very gratefully received. Uh, you can follow us on Acast. If you subscribe to us on iTunes, it downloads you into your inbox automatically. Ryan, how's it going with your iTunes? Well, uh, you know, I don't use iTunes because oh, I, I, I don't have an iPhone. Oh, never mind. Anyway, Ryan lives in the 1980s, everybody. Um, <laughs> thank you ever so much for coming on, Ryan. Thank you. And always remember to keep your man in the post. <laughs>
we we yes. can't even afford charity. We can't even afford charity shops. We do have a waitrose though. So oh, do you? You know, we got one the other week, and I'm seriously considering about becoming a waitrose member for free coffee. Apparently, well, the, the whole free coffee thing like used to be so much better. Yeah, oh yeah, but now it's just a bit like you have to. It's a lot more work. There is a really good bookshop in Northampton, or there used to be when I went there. All right. Uh, and I can't remember what it's called. No, I'm thinking of somewhere else. Sorry. Ah, oh, Northampton didn't even get the praise yeah. for that. I did like the market in Northampton. Oh, it's not It's not any good anymore. Is it not? No, it's naff. Oh. I used to, every now and then, when I worked for a recruitment company, they had an office in Leicester and one in Northampton, and they used to send me down to Northampton every now and then. I quite like the market. Yeah, the market's no good anymore. It's just a bit random and boring. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's not like a proper nice market. If you go to like one of those market towns, yeah, and it, no, it's not like that at all. No. I've just seen that clip of Torres and uh, Ronaldo. It's crazy. The fact he keeps grinning, doesn't he? Ronaldo's just living life. Yeah, it's really keeps grinning and grinning. It makes Torres more and more angry. I don't think Torres is that sort of place. No, it's, well, it's Torres and Ronaldo. They got a bit of a history, haven't they? Really, from the I think United Liverpool games. I think. Oh, I suppose they would do. Yeah, I suppose they would. 